Hi, my name is Rashlin Bachu. Welcome to the e-commerce unplugged podcast, the place to be if you want to learn how to launch and scale your product-based business in Africa. Each week, I'll be taking you behind the scenes and sharing tips and strategies on how to launch, scale, or grow your product-based business. I will also be inviting fellow founders who either own product or service-based businesses to take you behind the scenes on what it takes to grow a successful business. I really hope that you will enjoy this podcast series. Please like, subscribe, or share. Today's episode is really exciting, A, because it's actually our first video episode that we have shot, and secondly, because I have my first host. Um, so welcome, Hallie <laughs> Adore. Um, I'll let Hallie introduce herself. But okay. basically, today's episode is really exciting because we will be discussing content creation. If you're a brand, how to work with content creators, what to expect, how to get the most bang for your buck. Um, and also from Hallie's side, you know, what her growth has been in the industry, how she has grown, what the trends have been, etc. So just you know, working with working with content creators for brands is really important for influencers, whatever the correct terminology is. Yeah. So just to take people a little bit behind the scenes as to what that process looks like. Right. Plus, because Hallie is a content creator, but she also works for Hikaya as our marketing manager. Yeah. Um, so if anyone didn't know that. But yeah, Hallie, just an introduction. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm Hallie Adore. I'm a content creator. I've been in the space now full time, I would say three years. Yeah. I took the leap uh, 2020. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, all yeah. right, this is something that I can do and yeah. something that my parents are like, okay, go yeah. do, they yeah. can accept it. So um, were your parents like on board with it when you first, because you were in the States, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you started when you were in the States. Yeah. yeah. So I, initially it wasn't even my intention yeah. to be a content creator. I just loved to share where I was like yeah. love to eat or what yeah. I'm wearing. And I had, I did have like a little blog spot in okay. high school. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was thinking because those outfits are not cute. But <laughs> um, I would just, and that's what I love to yeah. do. I just love to shop. I love yeah. to post what I was wearing. And I was like, okay, let's yeah. do this. And then, so when I moved to New York, there were so many restaurants. Yeah. yeah it's winter. So you get to dress oh, up So you boots. started as a foodie influencer. Kind of, yeah. Because I just like to eat out. And yeah. then I'd post a little bit of my travels here yeah. there and what I love to wear. So it's yeah. just me really oh. and then in new york there's so many restaurants also yeah. it's winter so i could you know wear a coat and heels and it was cool and different from what you were in nairobi yeah. and then i had a brand reach out oh. and they're like hey we really Which love brand? it was lusitane Oh, the skincare one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And they're like, we really love... How do you pronounce that? Because I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> is it L'Occitane? 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 Yeah, L'Occitane. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I was like, yeah. it stayed in my inbox for a minute. Yeah. Because I was like, is this real? Is it not? Is it a scam? So yeah. I left it there. Fine. They emailed maybe two more times and I was like, okay, let me just respond and see yeah. where this goes. And they're like, we really love your content. Um, can we pay you for a photo? Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm so sorry. So it was paid and, and yeah. it wasn't like, let me gift you 29 no. creams. No, it was let's gift you and how much do you charge for a post? Oh. And I was like, I'm sorry. You and at this time, how many followers did you have? I think maybe 5,000. Oh, wow. So it wasn't a crazy amount at all. But that's still good. So after how long did you get this first brand? Um, it was probably, I think it was my second semester. Okay. So it had been about a year of just constantly posting yeah. every, I mean, you didn't have to post every day then. It was like once a week on Sundays I okay. would post. Um, and then they reached out yeah. and I was, I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to yeah. pay me. Yeah to take a photo and get free hand cream in college. And this was long before. So what year was this? 2017. That's a bit, it's not that long. Before. Yeah. It's six years ago. Right, now. but I yeah. didn't, I had no idea that like, I only thought you'd get free gifts. Yeah. But I didn't think you'd get payment on top of that. Oh. I was like, wow. So did, so what were you meant to do? What was your first? I just, I remember going into their store yeah. and I like sat on their couch and took a little picture. Yeah. And that's what I posted. Oh, wow. And then I was like, okay. So then I took the picture and yeah. I didn't know about invoicing. I didn't know about any of that. And yeah. I was like, 
okay, like Googling, okay, how'd you invoice? And yeah. there wasn't, I mean, it, it was a growing industry in, yeah. in New York, but I did, there wasn't much information about it or people were secretive. So it was hard to find how to invoice. Yeah. Um, how do you read? And I was like, okay, after this one, can I then ask them again if yeah. we can work together? Yeah. And then naturally it just came where you'd get a DM or an email. And then being at FIT where I went to university, um, a lot of the girls were in that space. Yeah. So you were able to then, I had one of my friends work at Daniel Wellington yeah. and she's like, we're looking for some content creators. Would you yeah. like to be a part of our PR list? And I was like, yeah. So wait, let's backtrack a little bit. So you went to New York to study. Yes. This was for university. Yes. But you did all your schooling in Nairobi. Yeah. 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 So you studied fashion. I did advertising yeah. and marketing communications. So you just decided, I just want to start a personal page. Um, yeah. And that's kind of yeah. And how it did happened. come out as like I want to start. It was just yeah. everybody had a little Instagram, like you do your Facebook. Yeah. And I just posted. Well, you I were like born to in, that, in, in that generation. <laughs> yeah. So Hallie is, how old are you, Hallie? 20, 24. Yeah, so Hallie is very young. So yeah, yeah when I was born, there was no There's internet. There's no, no internet. So, uh, fine. So you're like, I just want to document my food and exactly. my outfits. Exactly, yeah. That's amazing. Just So how long were things. you in New York for before you moved back to For Nairobi? three years. Okay. Yeah. And when you came back here, did you pursue other career options or did you go full-time as content creator so when i did come back it was at the very end of 2019 um so i you know you had your holiday and then i started seeing like there were options to um to kind of start as a content creator and then covid hit so that just forced me to kind of go full ham on oh so how many years before covid did you come back just a few months so i came back that christmas I never realized yeah. that. So when we first worked together way back when, yep. this was before COVID. So you weren't actually in, you were back and forth from yeah. America. So yeah, I would come every every holiday I was uh-huh. home. So you moved back just in 2020? Yeah. Just, oh, just before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, okay. So you, then you decided just to go to all go, in. To go all in. Yeah. Because for the last probably like 2019 in New York, I'd been... Earning steadily from um, content creation. But enough to, like, as a full-time? Not enough. I did have another job as well in in New York. So what were you doing? Um, So I worked as a financial aide. (laughs) I worked in the finance office and did budgeting and accounting um, for the student life department at my school. That sounds riveting. Uh, Yeah, it was not that that interesting. (laughs) But, like, you got to, like... I guess meet people because it was yeah. like the all the activities that was the hub of where they happened. So you got to meet people. Yeah. But it wasn't the working in finance and budgets and looking at numbers was not oh, very, wow. very fun. So actually, just before we so are you guys content creators? Are you influencers? What's the difference? I prefer being called a content creator because yeah. I curate content. Fine. But like an influencer, I don't. I don't know why that word makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Just because I think there's negative connotations around the word influencer. Yeah. So I like content creator because that's what I do. But I don't, I don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm, I am influencing perhaps to do something, but I'm creating out of my love. So if you like it, come along. But I don't know about, I don't know about influencer. As you prefer the word content content creation. For sure. For sure. So what does, because I guess, it is it is a this industry has just exploded yeah over the past however many years yeah it's been now um but it's not a i wouldn't i don't know if regulated is the right word yeah definitely not but regulated. i come from a brand perspective you've got both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. now um there's no like in terms of what market rates are yeah how to pick out whether an influencer content creator is the right fit for you what right. it is so like if you were to describe to your parents or yeah your, my your parents would know what you do yeah but your parents friends what you do how how would you describe it because it's a really important but it's a very new job profession right yeah because i think you're just um i would say that we're an extension of the marketing umbrella that a brand would use. Yeah. Because a brand would, you know, traditionally they would use traditional media, which would be a billboard or 
advertisement on radio. Yeah. But we're now just a new facet of how you can communicate what you want to communicate as a brand yeah. and use us as a tool to reach a different audience or yeah. maybe the target audience that you're looking for. Interesting. And we, everybody like adopts it in a different way and are, you're able, because you have that relationship um, with your audience. So they do trust you. Mm. So you kind of have a guaranteed audience when you approach a content creator. So when you moved from New York to Nairobi, was your base mostly American? Yes. And you had to build up your yeah. Kenyan base yeah. here. So, so when I, you moved here, how many followers did you have? Ooh, I think when I came back, I probably was somewhere around maybe 20 20,000. So it also wasn't Ali has, huge. How many followers do you have now? Fifth, just above 50. Just above 50. Yeah. So sorry, how many did you say? I you think did? 20. That's really good. Yeah. But those were all American. Co almost completely. I think I when I came back, I was sitting at maybe 85% American. Um, so I still had some of a Kenyan audience, but it was, it was hard because when I did come back, when you're sharing your analytics, when all of your followers are in the US and not here, yeah. it becomes hard to work with brands here. So yeah. I had to really be like, okay, how do I appeal yeah. to the Kenyan market? Do yeah. I need to I need to post more here? More. Yeah, but then yeah. it was also COVID. So that yeah. wasn't fun. So how did you, as in who was your first brand that you worked with here? Here. And like, how did you break? Because I presume your predominant audience now is Kenyan slash yeah. African yeah. and not yeah, yeah. American anymore. Yeah, I still have a yeah. big kind of chunk. Yeah. Um, but now I've moved over with okay. majority being here. So how did, who was your first brand? How did you land the, the deals? How did you, how did that, how did that go? So when I first came back, um, because there you were, there are all these tools online where you can join um, a website and then you're connected to several yeah. different brands so they act as an agent for you whereas here there wasn't that and I didn't know that many people so I tried yeah. to look for a manager and I did find management the first year that I was back and they oh. connected me to Kotex I think was my big first like yeah. big brand that I did work with um, and that was an interesting campaign and we had to do it all online and it was like um we did kind of like an event online, so everything was pre-recorded, got our PR packages and had to like unbox them all at yeah. different times. But that was the first big campaign that I got through um, a management team. Oh. And then Velvet, that was fun. So, I mean, if you have been, I mean, we're, as a podcast, we're yeah. very, very new. You may be a follower of Hekaya for a long time, but mm -hmm. if you're an OG, you'll know that we actually started as Velvet. And we rebranded, we overhauled, and we basically started again. New. So Hallie worked with us when we were not even Hekaya, when we were mm -hmm. Velvet. And we weren't Velvet for a very long time. So Hallie is an OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OG. Because <laughs> I remember coming back, and I don't know if it was you that was behind Instagram, and yeah, yeah, I think no, no, it was it was someone else, but yeah, yeah it was we were aware of, um, yeah. And they were like, "Hey, we'd love to send you a few pieces." Yeah. And there were pieces that I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen these anywhere else." Yeah. And coming straight back, you're looking for something similar to what you've been used yeah. to. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to." Yeah. And then we had the conversation. Was it the beginning of 2020? It was the beginning of 2020. No, kind of. Um, was it the beginning, or was I think it during so. the? Well, this is where kind of the, um, at Hekaya, obviously, like we, because Hallie, we'll get into that yeah. bit later, but um, influencer collaborations are really important to us, but partnering with influencers to release campaigns and Hallie's was the first one that we ever did. Yeah. Um, and that was during the pandemic. Right. But we can discuss that one later because that yeah. was a very... In, we really had to improvise. That was oh, a very yeah. interesting shoot. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it was, okay, fine. And then 2020, we started to work, work together. together. Right. And then in 2020 was when you came on board. We, we rebranded, relaunched Hekai, and Hallie came on board yeah. as, um, well, to do um, product right. marketing and now our marketing manager. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. two years later. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> but obviously, you're still growing your um 
so your uh, page, your content creation, yeah. influencing, all of that yeah. on the side. Um, so would you say, have you carved yourself out more as a travel content creator? Because the aesthetics of your page, when you land on it, you see the, well, the beauty that is Kenya, yeah. that is Africa. That's a lot of it carved into that. And right. obviously you have impeccable style. Thanks. So would you, how would you describe yourself and which type of brands were then looking out to right. partner with you basically so again it started out of my loves and yeah. that was eating traveling fashion yeah um so right now i'd put myself as like a, a travel like fashion and travel and yeah. that's what i have in my bio um because i do i mean when i travel i think of what i'm gonna wear that's like yeah. that's the main point yeah. you know you gotta plan yeah. for both um so I like to just marry the two because those are the two things that I love and w how the traveling came about was when I would come back over the breaks um my friends in the U.S. would not believe where I live they still oh. even in New York they would still ask me the dumb question of the ignorance oh, is uh, how did you yeah. get here and yeah. I'm like I time travel come, exactly yeah I come from a beautiful country and yeah. we have beautiful things so a lot of like my posting was to show them like hey Look so at this our was country. in New York in in <laughs> in New York in modern day times. People ask you how did, how did you, you get, get here? here? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yep. So we need to release another exactly. charity Christmas single. Yes, because yeah, we fine, yeah. Because all the people. I mean, I would. I was bad. <laughs> yeah. And I would tell my professors that um, I need to go home early because there's only one flight back to <laughs> Africa. So, and I won't make it home in time, in time for, for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> so I, 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 I mean, I use it to my advantage. If they I believe that. Oh, yeah. Oh. I did it two years in a row. I came home a week early. So there's only one flight back. If <laughs> there's I don't, only one I flight don't back. It, I'm not getting back till next year. Exactly. I'll be Because <laughs> it's one flight a year. <laughs> exactly. I'll be here Christmas in the snow in the winter. I'll be so cold. Oh. I have no family. I need to go home. Oh, so, I mean, I use it to my advantage. It just, eh, oh. it's okay. Fine. Okay. So, and... Which was the first type of travel? Because um, you work with a lot of uh, lodges, is that yeah. the right word? Yeah. Out in the Mara yeah. or like Kipia, wherever right. it is. So how did you break into that? Because a lot of those are luxury upmarket. Mm -hmm. um, so how did that come about? So the first one I think I had was Swahili Beach. Oh. Um, and I was there and I was just staying there with family and then took a few photos. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of asked, like, oh, what are you using those photos for? I was like, oh, I'm just posting on my Instagram. And they're like, huh, interesting. And so we kind of started talking yeah. about this whole space. And they're like, how about you come for three days the next time you're back oh, in amazing. Kenya? Yeah, yeah. And that was the first. Yeah. And then 2020, just before the, you know, lockdown hit, I read, you know, you send out emails to everyone you can think of and yeah. to see who bites. Yeah. Um, and I went to a few places then and where it really picked up, I think was just after the pandemic when, um. which happened to be amazing, but cause we all need, they all needed a boost cause the yeah. tourism industry had really suffered. Yeah. So being able to then tell stories yeah. um, and showcase places in my own way at that time just yeah. worked out really well. Oh, that's really interesting. Because I guess, would you say at that point, were you quite picky about brands that you worked with? Yeah. Um, so even at your inception, you'd say that. Yeah. Because I guess for, especially for listeners here, like the, the American New York side, right. stuff aside. So from the beginning, you were quite, I yeah. will work with any anyone and everyone. Yeah. I will, because you wanted to curate a certain Exactly. Because okay. I think for me, I believe that, I don't want to share something that I wouldn't endorse myself. Okay. So like without the cameras or yeah. anything, I this is somewhere I would go. Yeah. So I would want to share it. Or if it's something I would wear, this is what I would, would wear you? regardless. So I never want it to feel like I'm only doing this yeah. for the money or yeah. whatever yeah. it is. It's just I'm sharing what I love yeah. and what I believe in. Interesting. Yeah. So actually, before we share with us some brand horror stories oh. why don't you Hallie? <laughs> well you know there are just some interesting ones that are in there yeah um I've had brands come and say you know let's work together for exposure 
And I said, for whose exposure? Because I I have got my own. You're not going to give me any more. Or brands, you know, you have your international brands that are here and they won't pay you anything yeah. you, know, you know that their budgets in other countries are massive massive yeah um so it's just i don't know because i i played in both markets right yeah. where in new york it was a much more recognized industry you know exactly with how many followers this is how much you'll charge yeah so you just and there's kind of a website you can go to and calculate with your followers your engagement Roughly how much you're supposed to charge. It gives you like a $500 range. Whereas here you have no idea of where to charge. Because, you know, you have your small brands, which then you have kind of like a separate rate card for them. But then you do have the big brands that come and approach you. And you're like, this does take effort. It takes time. It's costly. Yeah. Um, And they don't necessarily respect that so that's been like the challenge in that's ever like even just talking to friends who are in the industry it's just the thing that we're always talking about how much are you charging and nobody is also entirely open with each other yeah um so you can find you're on a campaign with a friend and they tell you how much they're being paid Paid. and you're like wow that's oh that's different and it's like different and you kind of have the same amount of followers and engagement so you're like wait did they just say no to me because like I don't know it's just hard to navigate that because we're not open and honest with it yeah and also there's like no gauge of what's too much what's too little yeah there's just no parameters for it so for me um we've been like you know two plus years Mm -hmm. in the industry now I have very close relationships with um you know as and as a brand rather we have close yeah. relationships with content creators um, right. obviously we've worked with you we work very closely with um Sharon yeah um, Mundia uh, so I've seen both sides of, right. of the spectrum uh you know we we at the beginning obviously your budgets are not big exactly. so a lot of it becomes a gifting approach especially if you're just launching your right. brand yeah but then obviously you have to respect that you have to pay for a service just like you would if someone you're not just exactly. handing out free free product yeah so I guess the question is how would you explain to brands um and like listeners who are listening to this for example yeah. um and I don't know how to frame this in the correct way but in terms of content creation what do what can content creators bring right. forward for a yeah. brand? Yeah. And in your industry, what do you think collectively content creators can do to, I wouldn't say showcase what you guys are doing, yeah. but sometimes I feel there is a little bit of an ignorance right. on what content creators actually do. And a lot of people also feel that if you work with a content creator, your R- so return on investment right. is double triple whatever it may be there's a lot of uh naivety around the industry yeah Um, and i guess you have to work a little and you have to make those those learn those lessons but how would it be that you guys can um pitch to brands but also what would you change in this industry so there's a little bit of a mutual respect right and mutual understanding because i guess i can then share from a brand perspective right what but yeah interesting to hear what you feel because i think with um and now also i sit on both sides so i've gained a new perspective and understanding for the brand side of when it comes to like a content creator brand relationship um and what both sides can expect yeah um because on the brand side you're looking you have to also a brand needs to understand what they're looking for yeah um be it if they're looking for a campaign that's just to get their name around, or are they looking for specifically curated content that needs to fit within their brand guidelines, then they'll have that influencer. If you're looking for an influencer that's gonna bring returns, you also have to be really specific about which, what you're knowing who your audience is and who then speaks to that audience. Because I found that, you could, you know, work with somebody that has 300,000 followers, but their audience may not be as receptive to, yeah. you know, our clothes as maybe somebody who has 20,000. Yeah. 
So it's just about understanding on the brand side what you're looking for with that relationship um, and then picking out then content creators, influencers that fit into that. And then for content creators, I think also treating, I think we we should definitely treat ourselves as a business and kind of have goals and know when we're sitting down to, you know, have that contract, what we are able to deliver and just knowing, okay, I have this community, but I don't know, just like asking for money. Yes, you have built that community, but also knowing I'm going to provide X for this brand. Um, I'm going to do a reel that's curated in this way and that way. And that's what value I bring. So just understanding what your strengths are rather than it just be a numbers game. Okay. um, For both brands and content creators as well. Because it's... um when you're online and when you're kind of in the digital space, obviously a product-based business yeah. and yours, I, I, I don't think service-based business is the right word, right. but someone who you are your brand, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so I'm someone who's coming out a little bit more, trying to be a little bit more visible, right? Um, you know, as face of a Kaya, but also entrepreneur, whatever it may be. Um, and I totally forgot what I was getting at. <laughs> no, it's okay. So yes, the, the, it's that it's a trust factor, but it's also yeah. that relationship building right. exercise. Yeah. So often what you see on camera, what you see on someone's page is very different to what that person oh, is completely. offline. Oh, completely. I think all of us are mostly introverts. That really, that <laughs> as for me as a person, that completely throws me off. Yeah. Um, when someone is totally different on a page and a personality that shines through their curated Instagram right. feed yeah. is not the personality that you're working with yeah. behind the scenes. So obviously building relationships, building trust. How can brands and content creators work together at inception right. just to create that relationship yeah. um, and how either way, but I guess from from particularly from a brand perspective, how is it, or rather, how can you tell that this content creator is going to be a right fit for your brand? I think it's also about um, having somebody that believes in your brand. Because if you're, if I don't shop at Hikaya, when I speak about Hikaya, it's not going to come out of a place of love or something I've experienced. But having that interaction before you actually do work together and I've seen a few brands now try it where they'll send you products with no kind of no agenda in a sense of we're we're sending you products don't post but we just want you to understand our products and let us know what you think of them and then you can then start the relationship because you are as a content creator, you are kind of sitting at a place of authority and forming. And if you don't believe in something, it's it's always going to show. And also yeah. you're not going to enjoy creating that content for the brand. Because yeah. if it's a brand that I love wearing, I'm going to wear it every day anyways. Yeah. So then it's just easy to take a picture. I'm not thinking, yeah. oh, I need to actually wear that dress because I have to create this content. content. Where it's just, oh, that's a dress that I picked up in my closet. I'm wearing it all the time. And it could be for any other product when it's something that you do believe yeah. in and love. It becomes so easy to speak about it and so natural. Yeah. Um, so just fostering that relationship in the beginning where you, you're not just coming full force and saying, okay, we want to work together, but just understanding, yeah. does this creator actually buy your products? products do they yeah. love what you produce? Yeah. Then it becomes really easy. No, I think that that's really important because it it applies to a lot of things. So don't just throw spaghetti at the wall and hope it's going to stick. Yeah. And I think it's the same with working with um, content creators. Right. So um, a lot of people will still be open to the gifting approach. Yeah. Especially if you're a new brand and you're just trying to make a splash. But making that relationships from the beginning, kind of seeing who's who's a good fit for you and Mm -hmm. who will actually help propel your brand forward I think that that's really important but I think you said it really well Um, that's something we've learned at Hikaya as well because at the beginning there is you're a little bit naive where you just say I want to work for an influencer please post for me right I want to get followers obviously followers does not equal sales yeah Um, and I feel that from a brand perspective as well you will get influencers who can convert for you Mm -hmm. But I think 
together you need to have a strong understanding on either right. side of what it is you're bringing to the table yeah it's not send me send you a product please take a picture and then i'll post right. it on my gram and and voila job exactly done. there is a lot of work that goes into the relationships what you want from a brand and also giving the influencer content creator whatever it may be a little bit of direction right saying the creative sort of rights that's your yeah. jurisdiction that's for you to do yeah but this is kind of what we want to get out of it so i would say for a brand do not approach a content creator unless it is you know what you want out of it mm -hmm. sometimes you have to trial and error right so sometimes someone might get a lot of engagement for you yeah but no conversion right but then as a brand you go on the offline experience of taking them through that journey and then if they're your follower then if they're engaged then they can eventually buy from you yeah or you might just hit the nail on the head the first time round right. and work with someone who does convert yeah. for you. So when do you think, especially with longer term partnerships mm -hmm. for brands, when is the right time to call quits because mm. of kind of fatigue, right? audience fatigue yeah. of just seeing the same thing all the time? When does it stop feeling natural and start feeling forced. Yeah, I think that comes to like with a long-term partnership, I think it's very different from when you kind of have those monthly ones yeah. or three-month ones because you have set deliverables. Whereas I think with longer-term partnerships, there's more freedom in when you can post and then you can gauge, okay, my followers have seen too much of this. Nobody's yeah. responding. They don't even like the photo when I yeah. post it. Um, and then you can take a break from it. But it's all about just kind of having a feel for it and yeah. then being intentional with those longer term ones that you don't you're not posting like every single week because yeah. you'll get bored um bored of it so like i for you know when to end the relationship it's also when it doesn't serve you anymore um okay. in that perhaps you don't use that anymore you've outgrown yeah. that and that's okay because we all that's just life yeah. you outgrow different things so like one thing is Obviously, a lot of it is monetary. Mm -hmm. A brand is working with a content creator's influence because it's another form of advertising. Right. Um, and it, the end goal for everything is revenue. Yeah. For yourself as well yeah. as a content creator, right. your end goal is revenue, right. basically. Yeah. So at like kind of what point or once you're working with brands, you know, you mentioned a lot about how it's something that you would use right. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not just something that's not like you wouldn't be sitting there and advertising a microwave, for no. example. I, yeah. I've never seen you in the kitchen. Yeah, and you so, never will. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like that's not an organic yeah, right. fit for you. Yeah. But I think for, because deliverables is, is one thing. Mm -hmm. So I think being a little bit, clear in communication right. about this is what we're going to deliver when right um but it's also when brands content creators are working together what it is what is it apart from a monetary mm -hmm. um advantage that content creators are getting from working with brands say your dream brand came and approached yeah. you so i'm not talking money right i'm saying what is it that drives a content creator to nurture and foster that relationship so it becomes a mutually respectful relationship because yeah. sometimes i feel that there's always a, a one-up right it's either the content creator feels that i'm above you yep so you need to do you this for us. me because all the brand is yeah. like, well, actually, you need me. I'm right. a big multinational corporation. Yeah. I don't want to pay you. Right. But instead, I want to give you 50 cartons of jam. Right. Is, yeah. Not that this happened to happen. <laughs> that but would. This is, uh, just, I was given coffee once. I mean, but was it 50? Car it was cartons. I shared with my whole dorm. But you see, that is not bad at all because that that is like my poison every morning. So yeah. if someone was giving me 50 cartons of Java's brewed coffee, You'd then be I'm there, I'm there. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so when is it that, uh, or rather what, like talk me through a little bit of that. I'm actually yeah. quite interested about it. Because I think 
even just going back to how I did start, it's yeah. just out of my love. So if I do have my dream brand come and approach me. Hikaya. Yeah, I'd be on the floor <laughs> for a minute and be like, you know, you even are like, do I really need payment? Like, I just want the clothes. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd spend all my money Fine. on the clothes anyways. Yeah. But that's also, it's it, that's harmful, I guess, to the industry because you are providing something. Mm. So there should be a cost to it at yeah. some level. But if it's a brand that you love, just being associated with the brand, you're excited. Yeah. Like, you know, I've had meetings where you walk in and you're like, oh, my God, like I use this every day and they've called me like yeah. they know me yeah. and I'm here and I get yeah. to do this. Like, it's just it, you're excited. And it's just like with any job, too, yeah. when you're excited about where you're going to work, it yeah. doesn't necessarily I mean, they're hard times, but does yeah. you're never like, oh my god, I hate this. Okay, it you just love it because this is this is a brand that you admire, yeah. and the fact that they're taking the time to speak with you and meet with you, you're just like, I'm ready to have that conversation. Yeah. And sometimes it turns out to be the dream that you had is not what you like yeah. met, and your yeah. kind of yeah. bubble fades and is um, burst, but. It, it's always nice to have that. And then you're just excited about getting to showcase this new product that they have or if it's yeah. a new brand coming into the country and you're getting yeah. to be part of that rollout. You're just like, oh, that's it's me. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. So I think more on like even like an hour, like a return on investment yeah. side. Um, like aside from like the con, because I believe we've talked about that. What should brands be looking at? Because um, obviously you can talk through your yeah, experience right. now because Hallie comes from both sides right. of the spectrum. Yeah. So like, tell me, tell me about that. What should brands, um, such as you know our listeners who are mm-hmm. either want to start a brand or they have a brand, what should brands be looking for? I think, or rather, how should they measure the impact of this? I think finding someone that speak like. You know, in marketing, you talk about your kind of your buyer and create a persona for your buyer. And um, knowing who that is will help you then find who's going to speak to that person. Okay. So numbers are not everything. Um, And I think here we're still stuck to that where numbers is what you I mean, you see somebody they have. 350,000 or 300,000, whatever. And you're like, oh my God, they're the person that we need to get on our, you know, on our campaign. But that's not necessarily it. If they're, if they have those numbers, but those numbers are not your target audience and that's going, it's not going to work, right? Because that's just getting kind of like exposure, but in the wrong place. It's like putting a billboard in the wrong area yeah um that isn't going to speak to who you're targeting so just finding those people that speak to your audience yeah then it just becomes an easier partnership because something like you know being able to earn very early on in the states would i wouldn't have been able to earn that here because that would have still been seen as like a small amount i have friends who are still there who maybe have ten thousand followers are making bank, but because they know that those 10,000 people that follow them are, you know, the brands are like, these are our direct, these, this is who we yeah. want to target. Yeah. And we're willing to spend to reach that. And it, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, have so many followers just yeah. to be able to make money off of something that you love to do. Interesting. Yeah. And then when it comes to a shoot, so not yeah. a day in the life of a content creator. Right. But how are those, um, so say, well, we can talk because this is an interesting one, yeah. for example. So our campaign shoots right. that we've done, a lot of it comes from your lens of being a content creator yeah. and being on set and shooting. So say you're shooting a campaign mm-hmm. for a brand. Um, how does that look like? Say if the brand came to you and said, what we do want to do is because we think your audience is our audience. Right. Love your aesthetic matches our aesthetic. Yeah. Actually, those are things that you guys should be looking for. Right. Like if you're a brand and you're listening to this, make sure that the aesthetic of the it's content creator matches, matches your aesthetic. Completely. Otherwise, there's no point. No. And make sure that their followers are, are your followers. Right. If you're appealing to a 22-year-old, don't go pick um, a mom, for yeah. example. It's... It's, it's not going to work. It's not going to. It's not going to work. Yep. Don't pick someone just because they're a well-known personality. Mm-hmm. This is quite a small market. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's different from New York, for right. example. But just 
look around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the micro influencers are more impactful than a micro, for example, because they might have a very, very engaged audience. And that's what you want, an engaged audience. So talk us through like, what is a, what is a shoot? What does a shoot day look like? It takes a lot of planning. It's never that you just wake up one day and you're like, okay, I'm going to, because initially when I did start, my dad just thought, oh, you just take pictures. That's all you do. And I was like, But that is unfortunately the perception For a lot of people, not oh, just yeah. your dad. Oh, yeah. I think everyone, everyone is like a content creator or an influencer just takes pictures in their bikini right. in Dubai. Exactly. And that's it. That's, yeah. that's their job and they're getting paid mega bucks. Right. To do that. Um, but anyways. We, <laughs> it's we true. I digress. <laughs> it's true. Um, so you, you you take pictures. I do take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not just a picture, right? Yeah. It's something that you've thought of beforehand and you've said, Okay, um, I, with the way I do things, I like to stick to who I am and would always want to present something in a natural way that is natural. It doesn't just seem like, you know, I I holding a product, buy this. It's, you know, I like to ingrain it into my life. So that does take planning, right? So it's experiential. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. That's, I think, why the two fits were at the very beginning. Yeah. it's experiential. Right. You want someone to feel something. So if you've right. gone to Finch Hattons, exactly. for example, yeah. just, you know, it's what would someone feel like right. if they were there, exactly. right? Yeah. And I'll take you through my life or um, if it's, you know, just a product, yeah. I want that product to be with me in yeah. what I do every day. Um, so that does take planning beforehand and you have to figure out, okay, when will I shoot this? Because you also have to be yeah. intentional. Um, and then how am I going to shoot this? And then even just for, you know, your 10 second, 15 second reel, that I find reels to be more challenging, even though they're just 15 seconds. Because yeah. you Cause have to. Where do you need to where do Exactly. You cut it? And yeah. then where you have to communicate what you're communicating in 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes freaking a whole day to film. Yeah. But it's just 15 seconds. Well, yeah, I mean, because. I, we shot our campaign yep. recently um, for International Women's yep. Day. And that was because it was piecing together lots of women's stories right. and picking out the sound bites for what was most interesting. Yeah. Um, so two and a half yeah. minutes but took if anyone three days and yeah. two months of planning prior. That shoot days, because I have seen the flip side of it, yep. is glamorous. There it's is absolutely... No. Nothing, Nothing glamorous about it. It is Nothing. exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so wait, wait. I have questions on my phone. Okay. So Go I should put a ask away. I don't like facial ID, so I never um, Oh you don't put of, it. Oh, I, no. I, I, no, I don't like it. Do you think they're gonna come for you? No, I just it's just one of those things, you know, if you're ever in a kind of like high kidnap situation and then someone is like, you know, like facial recognition. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's really well. <laughs> I, I can it? see. Yeah, yeah, I can see. So, kind of working on both uh, sides of, yeah. of the spectrum as a content creator right. and obviously as marketing manager for yeah. Hikaya. So, how has this been and what learnings have you had? Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting yeah. being on both sides because now. It's like learning, you know, two sides of a story. You get to appreciate the nuances and everything in between. Um, Because now when I go to a brand, I also kind of sit in their shoes and and I'm like, oh, what do they want from me? Um, And then when we approach a content creator, I'm like, okay, I understand where they would say, oh, I, you know, it needs to be this much because it's going to cost them just X to get, you know, a team ready to produce what we're asking them to produce. So just like, it just has given me an understanding that I think is really special to have because not a lot of people have both sides. So do you think working for both sides has helped serve the other side if you get oh 100 percent yeah because it's you're just understanding from both sides sides. so i love it because i just think i have a cool you know insight on each side so i think one thing is uh before i get into like our juicy and salacious (laughs) questions i am neither a juicy or salacious person (laughs) even me Uh, yeah i'm boring yeah bedtime nine um (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
for a... Now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, what are you going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, it's the grandma in me. Oh. I'll remember this tomorrow. What a shame. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, then let's get into... The question. Oh, well, actually, before we get into okay. that, kind of... Well, there's been a lot of like... Maybe you can tell me quick fire. High okay. points of your career to date. Okay. And your perceptions of the industry content creation uh-huh. and how you feel that it's changing okay and how as brands we should adapt to, to it. it yeah i would say high point i mean there have been some pretty exciting times um one of them was like 2021 getting to work with hikaya of course. Well, that was going to, wait, 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 wait. That was going to be like the one I end with. But getting to um, work with my first international hotel um, in Dubai, that was really, really cool. Amazing. And Which I never thought it? it was the Park Hyatt. Oh. And I never thought that yeah. that would, you know, you kind of, yeah. you just, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like I could also approach and be of value to an international brand. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, just, I mean, getting to travel to some of the places I've been to, they're pretty incredible. Um, And I don't take that for granted. And obviously getting to produce every year with Hikaya and like being a part of the team. (laughs) Um, Because the way that life worked and the pandemic and coming home and all that, you just, it was very uncertain. And then to land a job in that, that was my dream job where I told you when I was yeah. <laughs> what nine when you play pretend yeah so we you know other people other kids play you know with their proms I was never yeah. me in their kitchens and I, you won't catch me there but I did have three friends and we'd sit down in one of our mom's offices and like have our own little fashion brand oh, and yes. one of the girls would yeah. be designing and another yeah. us is on the phone in the computer and we're doing fashion shows and we had our little fashion empire oh. and then I mean those yeah. two girls, they went to fashion school too and are working for some really amazing brands. And yeah. then I get to then do that here with Hikaya. Yeah. I'm just like, dreams oh, bless, do come true. Honey, I, it's really cool. <laughs> I love it. So that's definitely yeah. been the highlight and just being part of something that's beginning and we get to grow and just every, you know, every day is a yeah. different day. And also getting to be able to have the freedom yeah. to do my content creation as well and yeah. just have both work so well together. Yeah. I couldn't oh. ask for a better, you know, job in my 20s. Oh, yeah. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and just how do you think the industry is changing and what, yeah. what as brands should we be doing to adapt to right. the change? I think um, in this space, having a budget aside for content creators or influencers should be there in your like annual budget because you'll have then you know brands come to you like oh we want to do this but you know we don't have budget we spent it on this but it should be something that's baked Baked. into it because it is then it's the way the world is we're all moving online right so having you know traditional media isn't the it isn't the way to go anymore nobody's buying a magazine and reading it so just having brands be intentional about how they do approach influencers too and seeing it as a job it is a job that we do it does you know it is nine to but even I wouldn't even say it's a nine to five it's really hard to switch it off because for me I find that when you do go out, you're like, oh, I need to get stories. I need yeah. to do this. You always need but the online feel space the need. also doesn't sleep. Right. So, yeah. so you have to constantly keep churning out things yeah. online. Yeah. Um, and when you go somewhere, you're thinking, oh, I need to. Even when you're on holiday and yeah. you're like, I'm turning off my phone. Never happens. I yeah. always end up creating more yeah. than when I am at home. Okay. Um, so it, it, it is a job and it does deserve the respect of a job. And it is yeah. a title. Um, and people do work hard to yeah, build their build. community. So it should be something that is respected. That's what I would say. And before we end, can you tell me, because you were sharing last yeah. week with the very interesting, oh, the even if you're a brand, you will get very interesting oh. DMs sometimes. Oh, yeah. The trolls come out in full oh, force. Yeah. Certain times of year, there are more active exactly. for a brand. Yep. But for you as a content creator, they're there. Um, what are the most ridiculous uh, requests or asks that you get? 
people are special i oh, mean yeah, yeah, they are yeah yeah you have i've had one who's told me oh why don't you do your nails i mean i do my nails now but i never used oh why to don't before. you do your nails? why don't you yeah, do your yeah, nails yeah so i was like so are they looking through all my photos to see whether i did my, my nails okay why your toes always why do you always put white nail polish on your toes i so I they like dm it. you this or they comment or they that? both oh. and you're just like just oh. to make sure that the point is driven is, exactly okay. right so they'll do both yeah. and you're just like what's going on or then you know you have your ones which is i'll pay you five thousand dollars a week <laughs> to just be my companion i just want messages nothing five thousand dollars five thousand dollars a week i was like so you just want me to say hello but that's so wait so this so they've said they'll give you this at the start of the week just to say just i think i don't know because he said he doesn't want anything extra no frills so he just <laughs> i want a friend maybe but you'll get those every day out of curiosity did you not just message this person back and say oh i'm so please, scared please transfer me my <laughs> exactly send me it first then yeah, yeah. then we can discuss okay because like that's you know yeah i mean if it's no frills if yeah. you're just saying hello hi yeah. i mean what's you know what's well harm? to be online you need to have a thick skin oh for uh, sure so i think that that's uh um, for brands, as you grow and grow more, oh, you need to have a thick skin. For content creators, your face, you are your brand, yeah. basically. Yeah, so it does get yeah. challenging at yeah. times where yeah. you feel like, you know, you're being personally attacked all the time, but you're just like, yeah. you then kind of, you know, I think that's even a reason that I've been so scared to, like, delve into the YouTube world because I'm yeah. just like, that is allowing... Well, it's, it's, an, it's an ownership that people think they have. Right. Once you put yourself online, people think they are entitled yeah. or have the right to critique, comment, right. and basically make someone feel yeah. rotten. Yeah. Um, and that in itself is wrong. But we're not here for <laughs> no. trolling and online Absolutely bullying. not. Uh, that's another podcast in itself. Oh, yeah. But Hallie, thank you so thank much. You so that's much been for really helpful. To anyone who's listening, just I really hope that that helped. Yeah. I think we dived into a lot of good information yeah. around there. It is a ever-growing industry, oh, content yeah. creation. And it's one, you know, brands and content creators need to continue to work together. Right. Um, I don't think they should be, you know, at bottleneck with no, each other, which sometimes no. I think that does happen. Yeah. But I think that together, you know, you can both flourish together. But no, thank you so thank much. You that was really, really me. interesting. Yeah. Guys, if you've got any DMs, if you've got, um, rather, if you've got any questions, please uh, DM us more questions about yeah. content creation, how brands can work together with content creators. Be more than happy um, to answer that and ask Callie for her advice too. Yeah. But yes, thank you so much thank for joining for the e-commerce Unplugged podcast. I'm so excited. It was my first podcast. podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the e-commerce unplugged podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple, and anchor again, please like subscribe, share or save, and please hit me up if you have any questions.